Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, we have a great topic, actually several topics today with Jan Markell, and we'll get right into it. I just want to tease one of the things we're going to be talking about with um, a sentence from an email that Jan sent me last week. She said, calls and emails pour in here uh, daily with frustrated people giving up on their church just staying home, and uh, Jan said it's truly the falling away. So we're going to talk about that and why, and I want to lead you or want to encourage you to check out uh, one of her articles that's uh, very important on this topic and why uh, churches today just cannot understand the times, many churches, and it's because of false theologies and doctrines, and uh, some are very concerning. So We'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to bring in Jan. Of course, you guys know her from Understanding the Times Radio, president of Olive Tree Views, and she's written a lot of books, great DVDs, and she puts out so much great information and content at Understanding the Times, and we're just blessed to have her as a partner with our ministry. Jan, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Well, David, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, God bless you, sister. Um, you've done so much to help and, and uh, equip you know, the body of Christ. And I want to start with the Futures Conference. Um, you've hey. got, there's one coming up September, one October, and I think you've already done one or two. Can you tell us about those? Well, um, Jack, making a long story exceedingly short, <laughs> um, I had my own conferences in, in a Minneapolis suburb. I think I put on about 25 from 2002 until 2019, and then COVID shut it down in 2020. And then 2021 was not going to be conducive either. So Jack Hibbs kind of stepped in and became the venue for those who had been following uh, my conferences. And he, he did that in 2021. And now we're coming up to the, <clears throat> excuse my voice, folks. <laughs> I got a problem here. <clears throat> we're coming up to the 2022 event, which is going to be September 30th in the evening and all, all day. October 1st, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and I, I know it's all sold out, but they will be advertising the free live stream here in the next week, probably. Um, and speakers are, Charlie Kirk is going to speak, and you may think, well, what's he doing at a prophecy conference? Well, he's written a book on the Great Reset. Hmm. Uh, excellent. He's, it's an excellent resource. Um, Charlie gets what's going on with the globalists more than a whole lot of people do. He's going to address that. Amir Sarfati will be there, uh, Pastor Jack, um, myself, and, and uh, another speaker yet to be named. But that September 30th, October 1st, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California. Again, it is sold out, mm -hmm. so they can access it online probably in a week. or Well, there's no charge, so just watch watch their website. Um, it's interesting. Is, do you think this is an indicator? I mean, the fact that it's sold out and there is a lot of interest, and of course, people can watch it at calvarycch.org, uh, Futures Conference. Um, yeah. Do you think it's an indicator that your conferences were often sold out? These conferences are, are selling out. More, do you think more people are waking up or they sense the urgency? I mean, at least the remnant does. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and I think that's that's a good question and an interesting topic. And I think you know God allows the the chaos in our world, and I think He allows it sometimes to wake people up. And and so, what does waking people up mean? I think uh, the world mm -hmm. and the church are fast asleep. But as as they see things collapsing all around us. At least a remnant is, is asking what on earth is going on and, and truly wants to understand the times. And, and, and these are the folks that are seeking various sources, uh, many of them online, mm -hmm. radio programs like yours, even like mine, uh, people who are telling the truth, uh, the inconvenient truth. 
I can tell you, based on emails I get, that the pulpits remain silent. Not ex- There are some exceptions, of course, mm-hmm. but by and large, the pulpits are silent as to what on earth is happening in our world and church. Um, and, and, and therefore, the, the people in the pews, while some remain sound asleep, others are waking up. Now, you know how many? I'm, I've often talked to... Uh, Bill Koenig about this. He was a White House correspondent, and he visited churches for 20 years, and he felt that perhaps only 5% of the people in the pews were really uh, wanting to know what what on earth is happening and and digging into things. And you know what? I think that's increased now. But what's brought that about? Really tough times, uh, corruption, um, terrible natural disasters, heartbreaking things going on in people's mm-hmm. families, uh, spiritual deception in our churches. And finally, I think at least some within the remnant um, have said, you know, enough's enough. I need to understand this. Mm-hmm. I think, I hope so. I hope more people are. But <laughs> 5%, oh yeah. my goodness. I know that's, you know, an estimate, but that's yeah. based on someone that kind of knows. Um, but yeah, we've seen the decline in our churches, Jan. I think the last time we had you on was earlier this year, which I believe was before some of these polls came out, Barna and Pew yeah. Ga- Gallup. And actually, we talked about it on your program, Understanding the Times, yes, when, we did. when uh, I was on with you. I would like for you to share with our audience just your takeaway. First, uh, the lack of biblical worldview even in the pulpits, which is most concerning, and then uh, the most recent, the falling away from the belief in the inerrancy of scriptures. Well, uh, the various polls that have come out, in the last one to two years, indicate that um, two-thirds, and excuse my voice here, but two-thirds of pastors in the pulpit do not have a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I do think that uh, Pew Research, uh, Barnett, etc., even Lifeway, I mean, maybe their, 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 their analyzation isn't perfect science, but what if half of that is true? Mm. What if 50% of those in the pulpit don't have a biblical worldview, then how on earth are they leading anybody um, to faith? I mean, yes. I'm not sure they have faith themselves. Exactly. Um, and again, is this all part of the great falling away predicted? Um, is this what what it means in the Bible when it says that when Christ returns, he will find little few of faith? You know, I think so. I think that I know there are many that are anticipating an end-time revival. I don't see that in the Bible, other Mm. than in the tribulation. Um, I see this terrible falling away, people turning to the doctrines of demons, uh, people not giving heed to sound doctrine, and then wolves um, leading the flock. Mm -hmm. And again, there there are many fine churches and fine pastors, so this isn't across the board. But David, you operate in the church, and you hear from people, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you can back up some of what I'm saying. Yes, and I agree. I do agree. Um, There are some very good people that are trying to wake up their brothers and sisters that they know are saved and have biblical worldviews, but I think they've fallen into what I like to call escapism, Mm-hmm. It, it's everything that's going on in our country, around the world. It's happening quickly. Of course, with the Internet, we're on it 24-7. Human beings, yeah. I don't believe we're ever meant to handle that. And it's just too much for people to take in. And so I think they, they kind of try to avoid it, and then they welcome distraction in our lo- in their lives. But you mentioned the falling away. Could you, before we go on, because we're going to jump into uh, what yeah. trending toward tribulation. And also you did a Understanding the Times uh, interview with, Uh, Dr. David Reagan on the threshold of the tribulation. So that's an important topic, and a lot of people want to avoid it. But what can you say to those who are listening right now who maybe are those who are similar to people emailing you or calling you frustrated with their church, and they're either now they've decided to just stay home and maybe watch an online service, or they've just been discouraged with the church? What do you tell people? I tell them that, Fellowship is so important right now. Um, Hebrews 10.25 tells us not to forsake the gathering together, and, and even if you've got to have a, a home group, at least have some kind of uh, regular fellowship, because things are getting rough. I, I, I think there was a turning point, and that might have been 
um, and I'm not saying this to be political at all, but but this uh, raid on, on Donald Trump's uh, home in 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 Florida, yes, I think was a turning point in that clearly. Um, let's just stick with America right now, but America is heading into some extremely dark times with tyrannical government, um, with government overreach, which, by the way, we have seen for the last two years mm-hmm. in the whole COVID situation. But now you've got, um, uh, and, and then the hiring of tens of thousands of IRS agents to harass good people, and make no mistake, that's what's going to happen. It'll be harassing you and me. It won't be harassing any billionaires. There aren't enough of them to harass. So it's going to be the middle class that they're trying to wipe out, and they're having some success at it. So all, I'd say all of that to say <clears throat> that having fellowship with the like-minded, encouraging one another, Hebrews 10.25, is going to become imperative if anybody, if any listener intends to have any keep their mental health and mm-hmm. keep their spiritual health, you can't do it um, with being an island. You just can't. Oh, my goodness. Um, there is a lot going on, and people are uh, having to d- make a decision. How much are they willing to deal with and take in? And the Bible says to uh, contend for the faith, and it tells us to expose the deeds of darkness rather than participate. Uh, and it, so many other warnings, we must obe- obey God rather than man, but I think people are having a very hard time. And thank you for bringing up just what's happened in the last several years. It is very political. In fact, the whole raid on, on you know, Trump, yeah. it is, it's all political. And I can't yes. believe that they've been able to keep this charade up even when he was in office and they were, you know, tr- trying to impeach him and all the hearings and the wasted taxpayer money that they turned up right. nothing. And there, Jan, I know this is speculation area we're going into here, but I'm thinking there, there's, this has got to be a smokescreen because they, they want to distract from maybe this new uh, bill they just signed giving, you know, billions yeah. of dollars. I mean, this is just some of the things they do. They, they create a crisis, then come in and solve it. But do you think what they did to Trump, is this a smokescreen so people are diverting their attention from things that really matter? Oh, I think, um, I think we've seen several weapons of mass distraction. Uh, yeah, I think that's going on like all that. the time. <laughs> I think our current crop of leaders in Washington are evil beyond our, our comprehension. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be op- obvious to most Christians, most solid Christians, that what's going on, I mean, first of all, it's the um, intentional collapsing of our country so that global government can be formed. I mean, global government can't happen as long as there's a powerful America. Mm-hmm. So she's got to be neutralized and she's got to be taken down from, from, from global leadership. I mean, David, you look at the world right now and, and can you, can you name one person who's, who might be considered a global leader? And I mean that in a positive sense, whether, whether you voted for Donald Trump or not, that's irrelevant. The fact of the matter was the whole world either was afraid of him or respected him or wouldn't launch any wars mm-hmm. because they knew he would fight back. Yes. Who's doing that right now? There isn't a single person on the planet in political power who's, who's, who would step in and, and do anything like that. And I think... That's intentional. I think there's a man with a plan in the waiting room. His, his, his title is Antichrist. We don't know who it is. Ready to come out. Of course, the church is going to be gone before he appears. All that to say, time is short. Um, uh, Christians need to get their houses in order. If you're not saved, you need to be, be saved so you can escape that coming tribulation and enjoy eternity with uh, the rest of us believers. Okay, Jan, you brought something up, and I've got, no. I've got I've, I want to talk about a man, um, not to say that he's the Antichrist. No. We, we, it would only be speculation. And I'm, I'm sorry, friends, I know we talked about getting to Jan's uh, article, Seven Indicators to Watch, that Trending Towards the Tribulation, but what are your thoughts? I know you could, we could do a whole show on Yuval Noah Harari. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most evil men. You right. can just hear in his own words the things he says, his worldview. And yet he's a best-selling author, millions and millions of books, New York right. Times list. Uh, world leaders almost bow the knee to him right. in the World Economic Forum. What are your thoughts on this man? 
Well, I think he's a type of the Antichrist. Um, I, I don't. I don't think he is the Antichrist. I think he's um, certainly, um, as I said, he, he's a, he's a type. And, and and the reason I don't think he's it is I think the Antichrist will be a Gentile. And Harari, of course, is Jewish. Um, the Bible says that the Antichrist is the beast rising um, from the sea, I believe, and that means the sea of nations, the sea of Gentile nations. And the Antichrist will have been a type of Antiochus Epiphanes, who was a Gentile. So I think that that man with the plan, Mr. Fix-It, will be a Gentile, which begs the question, how will a Gentile fool the entire Jewish population yes. at the time? Uh, but he will somehow. But keep your eyes on this Harari simply because he's the man Klaus Schwab listens to. For that matter, I think he's the man most global leaders are listening to. He's an Israeli. He's a homosexual. He's a very successful author, thinker, uh, mover and shaker, globalist. And um, as you said, they don't come a whole lot more evil. I mean, this, mm. he calls... The, the the Jesus fake news and things yep. like that. Everything he says is blasphemous. So yeah. keep your eyes on him. Yeah, the resurrection is fake news. This yeah. idea he says of Jesus being the Son of God, and um, so much more. He says humans are hackable animals. Yeah. yeah. So he sees hu human beings as animals, not as because if there is no creator. Right. It's survival of the fittest. And so it's, he's a dangerous man. So, friends, keep your eyes and ears open for uh, Yuval Noah Harari. So, Jan, we, we are already down to just three minutes and right. um, we can just touch now on briefly uh, why you decided to put this article together. Uh, seven indicators to watch. And it's titled uh, Trending Toward Tribulation, which really is similar, I believe, in the title you uh, title your recent Understanding the Times with Dr. Dave Reagan. Well, because I see uh, things that the Bible has told us to watch for as, as it concerns the lateness of the hour, uh, literally exploding, really on a daily basis. And David, you know, you're you're watching the signs of the times. You can't keep up. I can't keep up. <laughs> and I just about have things kind of my ducks in a row, and then a, a major happening. I mean, the, the situation in Palm Beach, Florida happens, which, which again, I mean, divert, diverts our attention for sure. Um, but I can't keep up with the foreign policy issues. I can't keep up with the natural disasters. I can't keep up with the decline of society, the uh, pushing of transgenderism on our children. Mm -hmm. you, you, you cannot keep up with the evil that is being unleashed on a daily basis. And this, this means only one thing. And that is when you see these things begin to happen, look up. Yes. So that's what—that's the encouraging news for the believer. Jesus Christ will appear in the clouds any day to rapture his church home. And that's the good takeaway of all that's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, the good news is we have a hope. Those of us who believe, yeah. we know the truth. Uh, the Bible is inerrant, God-breathed, <laughs> Holy Spirit-led, inspired, they, as uh, it says in Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Um you write that the time is winding down, and I think most of us would agree that, yeah, we have to be, we're getting so close to the time of the return of Christ, and we're seeing these events take place. And one thing we want to stress, if we haven't already said, that we weren't meant to keep up with everything because it's mm -hmm. impossible. Um, and some people really get depressed if they dive too far into it, and then you, that could lead to other health problems. And right. um, yeah, we were just, we, we just weren't meant to. But you've got seven indicators, and I know we've got just one minute. So if you can just kind of give us like an overview of what we're going to get into when we come back from our break. Yeah, I don't have that article in front of me, uh, but I, th there were I think seven things that have happened in the last year or mm -hmm. so that. Just scream at me, Jesus is coming, mm. um, and and we we can expand on them perhaps when we come back. Uh, but again, you know, from the decline of America to to um, again the decline of the character of mankind, which is getting uh, abysmal beyond belief. I mean, it, it, it's. I think I listed seven. I could list seven hundred. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. So I, I just limited it to a few. Right, and we can point people to Second Timothy chapter three. And we'll be talking a little bit about that and how these signs play in 
to those descriptors of how mankind will be in the end times in the last days. We're with Jan Markell. We've got a lot more coming up, including the state of the American church and theologies to avoid. Coming up next. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We're with Jan Markell. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. And now let's talk a little bit more about what we teased uh, before we took a break on these indicators to watch. And we know, uh, fortunately, you and I, Jan, get to talk to a lot of watchmen and yeah. those who are really watching and and uh, have a pretty clear view of things and can really share share their wisdom with us. I've been so blessed. I learned so much from the people I get to talk to on this podcast, including yourself. But um, let's go to the article. I just want to quote you. Uh, you start off by saying, we already see the formation of this coming new world order through the UN and the World Economic Forum, which we alluded to in the first segment. Uh, without This is important. This is such a great line. Without firing a shot. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to stop right there. Remember Antonio Gramsci and his uh, prison notebooks and his idea of the, a long progressive march through the major institutions of America? One of the goals was to break down the walls of Christianity over a generation or over time. That was brilliant because they knew, the left, the socialists, the communists, knew they could not take down America militarily. It wouldn't even be fair a fair fight. And now we're being weakened, of course. But you say without firing a shot, they have gained the allegiance of the most of most world leaders for their Marxist plans to enslave the people of the world. And they've also, unfortunately, Jan, they've gained a lot of uh, people in our government that are now on that side of the globalists and, the, and Marxism. Please elaborate on that. Well, I think the most stunning thing that's been happening, and this would be globally, um, and I think and I think COVID played into it to a certain degree, would be this march to a new world order, to the one world system. And obviously the main player in all of that is is the World Economic Forum, um, probably followed by the United Nations and outfits like that. But this uh, Schwab and Harari and Bill Gates and all that they're doing to put together a global system, one world government, I mean, do they know they're fulfilling Bible prophecy? I have no idea mm. because they're so demonized. I, I'm sure they're not uh, having Bible devotions once a day. So <laughs> I, I have no idea if they understand what they're really accomplishing. They're accomplishing the devil's plans. Um, so so as, I, as I peruse things, I even have a DVD. It's called Hidden in Plain View, the New World Order and Bible Prophecy. Um, they have been screaming their intentions really for the last probably three, four, five hundred years. You mm. can go back to the formation of the Masons, the Rosicrucians, um, the Illuminati. I mean, all these organizations came about because they wanted to be like God. They wanted to take over the world. They wanted a one-world system with, the, with themselves in charge of it. So nothing's changed except now we have technology and now we have people talking to each other around the world within seconds. And now we have um, more formal cabals being formed mm-hmm. that are going to be already are uniting the world. And, and in the natural, this would be terrifying yes. uh, to the Christian. I say, you know, again, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Amen. Amen, Jan. And uh, I want to go to Second Timothy 3 and just read some of this, because that's what we're going to talk about next. As you say, um, uh, three words in the Bible jumped out at me recently, without natural affection. Mm-hmm. So Second uh, Timothy 3, and that's verse 3, um, Paul starts out, of course, most of our listeners know are very familiar with this, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Some say perilous times, uh, for people will be lovers of self. Oh, my goodness, don't we see a lot of that? Yes. Lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, slanderers, disobedient to parents. Talk about this generation or the last couple of, you know, children growing up, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, haters of good. And then a little bit later on, which is very fascinating, you've got haters of good on one side. And then the next verse four says lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. 
And let's just stop there, and, and we can elaborate a little bit. And this, you have this listed in an indicator to watch, and this is trending toward the tribulation. Please uh, elaborate, Jan. Well, let's let's just go back to the reference there to <clears throat> to without natural affection. I mean, anybody, starting with you, David, because you mon- monitor it so well. Anybody watching this, um, what appears to be almost an obsession with abortion mm-hmm. and, and killing babies, um, you've got to understand this is coming from a mindset that has no natural affection, that has lost that natural affection. A mother doesn't kill her baby, and particularly after it's been born. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And yet this is the new trend. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and And many will remember, this would have been maybe two, three years ago in New York, they passed the a bill which allowed this to happen that would be um, infanticide or killing the baby after it was born. And once it was passed, and I believe Cuomo was a part of that. Um, I can't think of his first name. But Andrew. He just stepped, yeah, he just stepped down. Mm-hmm. They, literally, they literally jumped for joy, screaming and yelling. They should have had balloons and a cake to celebrate <laughs> because that's how ecstatic they were that New York passed the bill that they could kill uh, children after they were born. Now, what kind of a mindset does this? Obviously, uh, one that's been given over, Romans mm. 1, but that has no natural affection. Yes. So, I, I mean, I don't think this existed 50 to 100 years ago. I, I, I doubt it anyway. But today it's prevalent. Today it's dominant. Yes, and I want to remind people that um, when... I believe Senator Barack Obama in Chicago once voted for a bill that would have protected babies that survived a botched abortion. I believe it was the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. He was one of the only ones that voted against it. In other words, a baby survives an abortion, whether it's a saline abortion or something. Somehow it gets out of the mother's womb and they go, "Okay, it's alive. We didn't succeed in killing it. The, the, The legislation that he supported would say leave it on a table to to scream and die alone without being touched, held, cared for. That's the heart of Barack Obama, who then became yeah. president of the United States. People didn't know this. A lot of people that voted for him, Jen, and I don't want to go down that road, they didn't understand that. But look at the Biden administration, which some call yeah. the O-Biden administration, and they're funding abortion, just legislation that they just recently passed, and they are all for this. And so if you're an independent voter out there, we probably have very few Democrats listening to the podcast, but if you're an independent voter out there, my question is why isn't this more of an important issue to you? Mm -hmm. Um, I I just don't understand that life. You know what the Bible says about human life and mother's wombs? I mean, Think about the Christmas story we read every yeah. you know Christmas. The baby leaped in uh, e- Elizabeth's womb for joy yeah. when the mother, you know, Jesus uh, was in his mother's womb. Anyway, Jan, there's so much we could talk about this, and now nobody is the Justice Department. They're not doing anything about the almost now 100 pregnancy centers or pro-life centers or churches that have been attacked or vandalized or, or firebombed. Right. By pro-choice radical abortion groups, none of them, apparently, that from what I understand, have been arrested. And this is a travesty of justice. Your thoughts, and we'll go on to the next topic. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, if someone wants to, whatever position they hold on this topic, that's the, that's up to them. Uh, but but when we start attacking, physically attacking those that have the opposite mm-hmm. position, in this case on, on abortion, and we had a crisis pregnancy center. I think it was completely destroyed here in Minneapolis. I know it was attacked seriously. Um, so when we start, when we start, uh, your opinion, we, we used to allow for other people's opinions. Now we don't allow for their opinion, but beyond that, now we attack them for their opinions and for their positions, in this case on abortion. So this, this is raising the bar, maybe it's lowering the bar, but this is, thing, things like this did not happen 20 years ago. 50 years ago, 100 years ago. This has all happened in, in, I would say, in the last 10 years. I do think, and you referred to him, I do think Barack Obama, um, I'm going to be blunt here, Please. Uh, brought evil out of the closet. Mm. And, and people watched his evil and decided 
it's okay to be evil and that and that this spurred things along and you're right it is the o biden administration so he's still waiting he's still behind the scenes he may be the person the person behind the scenes uh, but all of this i think goes back to romans 1 and that is this segment of society has been given over yes. um and and romans 1 talks about that they've been given over and they've been given over to delusion they've been given over to depravity and I don't think we can turn this ship around, David. I don't even think a victory in 2024 is going to turn this ship around. I don't. Yep, I would agree with you. Um, and, yeah, unprecedented. Barack Obama was the first uh, former president that actually stayed right in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So he could still – why do you think he did that? Let, we won't speculate because I think we know. But let's go on to the next topic in your article. And we're actually trending – uh, toward the tribulation, indicators to watch that you have highlighted here, and you bring up economic issues. Let's just, just spend a moment on uh, inflation, and uh, it's just amazing what we see happening. Yeah. And our government then, after the last several years, our government then, this Inflation Reduction Act, which should be called the Inflation Re right. Enhancement Act, right. because they're making it worse by spending billions and billions of dollars. It doesn't make sense. So, Jan, on the economic side of things, your thoughts? Well, again, I mean, if we look at what's going to transpire in the tribulation, I mean, inflation is going to be just so staggering. Um, a day's wages will be needed to buy a loaf of bread. I did see where a loaf of bread was $10 here recently, so, I mean, we're on our way. But, again, I, I, everything is setting the stage mm -hmm. for that seven-year. Some listeners may not know what the tribulation is. It's the seven years. It's Daniel's 70th week, the time of Jacob's trouble, from which the church, I teach anyway, the church is absent, enjoying heaven, uh, and, and the time which uh, God is going to be judging the earth for its for its evil and also bringing Israel to faith. Um, so, but we see the black horse in the tribulation, and he represents um, he represents. Uh, I would just have to say collapsing economies around the world, and and the Antichrist will try to fix that. But the whole thing is only seven years, and um, that's not going to be enough for. Anything to happen during that seven years, any kind, he's not going to fix anything. He's just going to contribute to the complete and total collapse. Not only so bad that it says in, in Revelation, um, if Christ didn't return in the second coming, no flesh would be saved. Wrap mm. your brain around that wow. uh, during that tribulation. If Jesus did not return in his second coming, no living thing would survive that seven-year ordeal. That's how bad it is. So um, we're heading there, and we're, mm -hmm. everything we're seeing now is setting the stage for that. Amen. Uh, you mentioned uh, economies around the world on the very verge of collapse. We're, yeah. And this is what's sad, Jan. Already there are portions, there's places in the world where there is severe uh, starvation, yes. and they have uh, just massive health issues. Here in America, we don't see that, but we're seeing it in other nations already. And now this, what's happening now is making it worse um, it's so sad, and, and we need to be concerned because if we love our neighbors, yeah. uh, we need to be caring about what what's going on in other countries and um, just spending more money. They're trying to spend themselves into oblivion, it, and it just doesn't make sense. But, of course, uh, it took uh, Kamala Harris to, to cast the deciding vote, and yeah. it was along party lines, and that this is how our government is set up. And so it was a Democrat bill spending millions, I'm sorry, billions of dollars yeah. So um, we have five minutes left in this segment, and you mentioned then next in your article the apostasy, wolves, uh -huh. wolves among the flock, doctrines of demons, which you say are thriving, and they are, and unfortunately, uh, in many churches today, we've talked about the emergent church and how that, it, it hasn't gone away. Uh, they've just used different names now, and they've kind of spread out. So your thoughts about the dangers of this, and that will, they'll, will take us into the next segment, of course, but what's happening as far as doctrines and apostasy? Well, I, I know, David, that you, like this ministry, is bombarded with emails and inquiries of where they can find a, a church. Uh, a lot of people do want to be a part of a church. They just want to be a part of a sound church. Yes. And finding that has gotten to be the biggest dilemma for a lot of Christians. And I mean, I, I hear it every single day. 
um, the church I happen to attend, people come up to me and and say uh, they searched. I'm be speaking now about the Twin Cities area, and we have to have ten thousand churches here in the Twin Cities area. How many are sound? Um, not very many, and they they recount their horror of visiting church and what what they found in church after church. I mean, that could be a book in itself. Yes. What they find. Um, so all that to say, again, we're we're ex- exhorted in Hebrews to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, be that in a church, a home group, a Bible study, someplace where you can encourage one another, because I'm telling you, things are only spiraling out of control and deteriorating, and we need each other. We need the encouragement of the brethren, and, and that's so important. That would be my number one exhortation of this hour. So get in fellowship somewhere. Yes, and encourage each other. We're going to need each other and sharpen each other. You actually wrote an article I want to just point to briefly. What happened to my church? You wrote it four years ago. And Jan, we've got two minutes left in this segment. So you did talk a lot about music and worship and the entertainment factor that a lot of churches have fallen into. Can you touch on that? Well, yeah, I can. In a sentence or two, uh, what happened was the church growth movement, which came along probably in the '90s, and the purpose-driven movement, mm-hmm. which was uh, late '90s, early 2000s, and and we we fill the church, we fill the pews, but to do that, we we offer entertainment and we offer gospel light preaching and things like that, which and not a very sound pulpit. So that complicates, like I just said, people looking for a church, this is what they find. I mean, to find the opposite, solid Bible preaching, they do exist, by the way. Yes. They're, they're out there. But to find them is really difficult, and uh, it's it's just heartbreaking to hear the stories of, of, of people who are looking for solid pulpit and, and a church that represents what what they would represent. Can't They can't find it. Some have given up, as you suggest. Yes. Yes. And it's very hard, and uh, boy, we've, we've got to just keep encouraging one another because a lot of people in their area where they live, they, are, they cannot find a good Bible-believing church. So many of them are have gone uh, just seeker-sensitive, yep. liberal theology, topical, woke, and whatever else. But we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back as we uh, touch on uh, your article, Why Many Churches Today Can Never Understand the Time. So we will touch on doctrines. And we'll just try to encourage you, friends, because there are a lot of great people out there that are looking just like you. They're looking for these churches. They want to grow. They want to discern. They want to be ready. And they don't want to just be apathetic about these times we're living in. A lot more coming up with Jen Markell on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So look at government, look at the media, look at the education system in America, look at um, just issues of, of starvation, world hunger around the globe, look at communist nations and dictatorships, look at uh, globalists and their agendas that we've been talking about, the Great Reset, look at the immorality in our culture from our own you know, government to Hollywood to corporations being woke and the transgender ideology that's driving a lot of the moral relativism we're seeing. And let me ask you a question. Are things getting better? I think, guys listening and gals, you know the answer to that. So, Jan Markell, let's talk about one of these doctrines where they yeah. seem to think that everything is, is improving and getting it's going to get better. And it's just, just start with dominionism Kingdom yeah. Now a theology and why this is I, – I just don't understand how people can believe this, but go ahead. Yeah, I, and I think this is one of the most – number one, it's the most troubling. Number two, it's the fastest growing hmm. theology, and that is all emphasis on the church. The church is going to make the world great. Um, if you go to the website of Bethel Church, Redding, California, what will literally leap out at you would be in big letters, on earth as it is in heaven. So, in other words, the church is going to perfect the world, and then Christ can return. 
Well, wow. the church is going to perfect the world, which is kingdom now, dominion theology. That's going to take 20 billion years for that to happen, and we know it can't happen because what the Bible teaches and stresses and emphasizes throughout Old and New Testament is that things are going to, in the last days, they're going to deteriorate. Um, they're going to deteriorate in the world and the church, and that's why people are having such a hard time finding a church, is it's part of the, again, the, the, the Bible talks about this great falling away that's going to happen in the last days. Um, but but not if you follow this kingdom now. And believe me, the followers of this are so deceived. They're so deluded because I do believe, I know they believe, I've talked to some of them, mm. they truly believe that if if all of if if Christians would well whatever if Christians would do whatever the Bible is telling us to do, to, um, that 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 the church will have the ability to turn everything around, make the world perfect, and folks, it's the biggest wow. lie out there because the focus of the last days is Israel, not the church. Amen. The church plays a very secondary role. Mm. Yeah, it's a big lie right up there with uh, the separation of church and state. But that's for another conversation. So, Jan, uh, they believe that the church can bring heaven to earth. You say you ask the question, is this delusional? So do they think, am I understanding this right? Do they think that we human beings, the church in America, have some control over when Jesus returns? Well, they believe that if we will clean up this earth, if we will... um, both well certainly spiritually uh, clean up this earth if we will if the church will engage in 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 you know feeding the hungry and helping the poor and then um just being the leader of the world hmm. well that might that might work if the church were sound but an yeah. apostate church can't lead it can't lead anyone out of a paper bag mm-hmm. let alone lead the world but they believe, they truly believe this. And if you talk to somebody at Bethel Church out in Redding, California, they will tell you, oh, yes, that's why we have our School of Supernatural Ministry, because supernaturally we are teaching people to heal and to and, uh, to do signs and wonders, and all of this is going to lead eventually, again, it's going to take billions of years, but eventually it will lead to perfecting the earth, and then and only then can Christ return. The Bible teaches I said it earlier, Christ returns to a world that is decimated from the tribulation, and if Christ didn't return with the saints, that's us, if he didn't return when he did return in the second coming, no flesh on earth, no human or animal would would survive unless Jesus Christ returns in the second coming. So they have everything completely flipped upside down. But see, that's what happens, David, when you have your eschatology or doctrine of the last days askew. You're going to misinterpret everything, and the world and the church is going to be upside down if you if you don't understand God's end-time plan. That's right. Which, and, is, which is one-third of the Bible, by mm-hmm. the way. Yep, we cannot unify with those who do not unify around the truth and the inerrant scriptures and those who promote false doctrines. They look at us as the dividers. Well, truth divides, let it be said. But you talk about uh, Genesis and um, where does it say? You say Genesis one twenty eight. It does say that mankind it, take dominion over all things, but it has nothing to do no. with creating a clean or perfected uh, planet. And um, so, Jen, one more thing before we move on to the next doctrine. You say these theologies are not really interested in the nation of Israel as their focus is using the church to perfect the world. Those caught up in any of these belief systems will never be able to understand the times. And some of us are, you know, we're disheartened by that. It's quite sad. Well, some of this goes under <clears throat> some other names as well. Mm-hmm. Latter rain, uh, manifest sons of God, um, Maybe those might be listed in that article. I don't have it in front of me, mm-hmm. but but um, but it's a huge segment of the church. I think that's my point. It's it's just it's it's just a huge segment of of the church, and I think many of them would consider themselves evangelicals. They probably hold to some of the um, essentials of the faith, uh, but they have this particular topic we're talking about so askew. Because why? Because they don't understand. 
Bible prophecy. That's mm-hmm. why it's so important. Bible prophecy is one-third of the Bible. If you're going to get one-third of the Bible upside down, I mean, my goodness, you folks want to follow a pastor like that? Mm-hmm. But see, that I mean, that's another reason why the church is in such a bad, sh- in such bad shape, <clears throat> because uh, the pulpits do not understand God's plan for the last days. And again, I, let me just sum it up by saying, what I've just discussed here in the last five minutes is all focuses on the church, mm-hmm. all focuses on what the church can accomplish, will accomplish, and how it will make things perfect. The truth of the matter is the Bible focus, all end-time focus, is on Israel, is on the deterioration of mankind and the planet. Nothing is going to function properly. Jesus Christ is going to take his church home and then come back, and during the millennium, then he makes the world perfect. So. Jesus is the one who perfects the earth, not the church. Well, I don't think we'll have time to talk about Reformed theology and amillennialism, but I'd like to talk about amillennialism because that's obviously uh, the major denominations embrace yeah. that today. So it says that uh, they're not taking the millennium as literal, in spite of the fact that Revelation 20 says it's a thousand years. So, Jan, yeah. please uh, just share your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, and my programming, it's still posted everywhere, YouTube, Rumble, my website, olivetreeviews.org, and go to radio. My current program with Dave Reagan, mm. uh, we spent the first half hour of this current programming discussing amillennialism, and they take nothing literally, whereas, you're right, it says in Revelation, I believe it's the last chapter, refers to the thousand years, I think it's six times, the millennium is a thousand literal years. An amillennialist says, no, we're in the millennium now. We, the millennium started at the cross. Wow. At the cross, Jesus defeated Satan, which is true. Mm-hmm. But they would say the millennium, a thousand years, began at the cross. Well, then what happened after a thousand years? Nothing. So then they just extend it's 2,000 years since the cross, so something is very wrong, uh, because it's not a 1,000 years. And then they would just say, well, you're taking that literally. You uh-huh. can't take that literally. It's allegorized, mm. and therefore they allegorize everything to do with the end times. I played a clip of Vody Bauckham, and not to, not to bash Vody, he's doing some wonderful things, mm-hmm. but he doesn't understand end times because he's an amillennialist, and... and and if they want to go hear what an amillennialist believes, go go to my website, olivetreeviews.org, and to radio, and, and click on that current program, and you'll... Here's the problem, David. Yes. Amillennialism is the ruler of almost every denomination I can name. There are some exceptions, but the Catholics believe, the Lutherans, the Presbyterians, the Methodists, the United Church, they all are amillennialists. They take nothing literally. They do not believe in an antichrist, a tribulation, the importance of Israel, um, a rapture. They believe in none of that, and that's 90% of the Church. So this is why people are having such an enormous struggle finding a Church. It's the various things we've talked about. Yes, and Jesus is never going to rule from Jerusalem, and the the rebirth of Israel in 1948 is insignificant. Right. These are alarming uh, beliefs and and thoughts that um, just beware of these uh, these doctrines, friends, and just keep her out for them. Because as you say, Jan, to embrace this is to call into question God's desire or ability to keep His promises, and it opens right. up a, for a host of other theological problems. Yes, that's the point. It opens up the door to many, many theological problems, yes. So let's talk. We do have uh, four minutes left. Let's talk briefly about Reformed theology, because um, I know we can't do it justice, but there are a lot of popular uh, Christians and leaders in America today that are scholars that uh, are Reformed, and um, uh, you say that the Reformers got a lot of things right, but they collectively get eschatology very wrong. And so share your thoughts. Well... (laughs) I saw a video, um, would have been John MacArthur probably a dozen to even 15 years ago. John MacArthur is a Reformed theologian who understands eschatology or last days in a wonderful way, mm-hmm. and he's a good teacher of it as well. I, 
I personally am not a Calvinist, but we set that aside. He he understands end times, and he lectured. He had his, he was a part of the annual, I believe it's maybe called Shepherd's Conference, where all the Reformed pastors gather yearly, and may have been at his church. This this is years ago, and I watched him lecture mm. his his Reformed brethren, and he scolded them very appropriately because he knows he may be the only one or one of a few who believe properly as it concerns Israel, the end times, the soon return of the Lord. And he scolded them and he said, hey guys, have you ever seen a Hittite? (laughs) Have you ever seen a Jebusite? No, but you you see lots of Israelites and that's because they're the key to God's end time plan. And we have to understand that and 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 focus. And, and the camera went to the pastors who were all looking at the floor because uh, they didn't really want to hear that because uh, most of the reform uh, reform brothers are not going to handle eschatology right at all. And I salute John MacArthur for for doing what he did there because he tried to shame them into reality. Mm. I don't know if it worked, but he tried. Yeah, well, I, I respect his voice, and he's changed his tune slightly on a lot of things. Religious, yes, he has. religious, uh, you know, uh, freedom has been one uh, during when his church was under attack by the government of California. Right. So that was a, a pleasant turn that he stand and fought. We must obey God rather than men. So, Jan, just a minute, minute and a half left, and I just want to thank you for your time. You're listed, obviously, as one of our our, our guests that we uh, highlight. We'd love to have you on Stand Up For The Truth, and there's a new blog that people can go to your favorite guests, and it's listed alphabetically with the links to the podcast. But uh, what do you have coming up in the next, uh, in the coming months, uh, God willing, including the conference, the Futures Conference? What do you have coming up? Well, if and I'll just take 30 seconds here to um, emphasize what we had last week, um, about 10 days ago. We've been doing many conferences here in the Twin Cities, um, and we had Michelle Bachman back on August uh, 4th, I believe it was, mm-hmm. just about 10 days ago. And that is posted to my website, olivetreeviews.org, and then just go to video. And it was two hours, a two-hour conversation with Michelle where we talk about some of the things we're talking about this hour, uh, Pastor Mark Henry and I and Michelle, uh, covering some of the things that are happening in the world that are astounding, uh, some in a good way and some in a horrific way. Uh, I think folks would find it very informative. Again, olivetreeviews.org and go to video. And then our next such event locally in the Twin Cities area is Billy Crone coming up on um, October the 6th. And again, go to my website for all that info. There's no cost. We live stream all of these things. We have a couple hundred thousand folks viewing it uh, live stream and and watching it later, at least two to three hundred thousand. So a lot of good, helpful information that we give out at these many conferences. Praise God and may that increase. And I see the title of that is exactly what we've been talking about, When These Things Begin to Happen. Uh, Jan, thank you so much for your voice and your work you, and David. for taking time today. God bless you. All right. Goodbye. All right. So tomorrow we will talk more. We'll do some headlines and news tomorrow and talk about the weapons of mass distraction. And what I mean by that, the weaponized IRS equipped with uh, 87,000 new agents. They're going to set their sights on conservatives and Christians. Why? Because they've done it before. And we'll talk about that, how they targeted uh, Christian and nonprofit organizations um, during the Obama-Biden years. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about news and headlines, what's going on, and some commentary tomorrow, and including the education system and a lot more. But let's keep an eye on what's happening. But keep your eye, obviously, on Jesus first and foremost. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>